0: What is up, everyone? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co host, Noah, coming at you on a Wednesday night with another special guest.
1: Noah, this is back to back special guests. Back to back, banger episodes incoming, Colin. And this time, you know, last time we had an NBA insider, Colin. This week, we have a coach who has won trophies, Colin. He's got a couple rings.
0: Yeah, I saw them. Like they're massive. I asked, and he said it's more than he makes. You know, winning that tournament that he did, he made a hundred grand. One hundred of the grands he had them. All on a ring though. He can't spend it.
1: Wow. And who is that special guest, Colin?
0: All right, that is our our very special guest is uh one Renjamin. uh also known as Ren, our good friend avid basketball fan fellow kansas fan ren welcome to the podcast
2: thanks fellas it's great to be here long time listener uh yeah and uh it is true i made a hundred thousand uh off one middle school basketball championship
0: hell yeah which
2: i will be investing directly into the pacers because they need it fun because fact it goes to the games
1: Fun fact, Ren has act- this is actually Ren's second time being on Bench Chatter. I was about to First say. First official time for an episode that will air. Uh, we had Ren on an episode where we it was very Pacers-focused, and it went two and a half hours and never saw the light of the day. <laughs> so, yeah, Ren, let's hope this best, one can make it to the public. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for you to have have you here, Ren. And before we get into the topic, uh, we might as well ask you a couple coaching mm-hmm. questions, shall we, Colin?
0: Yeah, I've got John Wooden's book of the uh, the triangle here with the the fulfillment of life and how to coach. So, I am just going to rattle off a couple easy ones for you, Ren, if that's okay. Okay. All right, Ren, when you're when you're coaching these kids, you know, America's youth, you know, making America great again, if you will. <laughs> you always you always say that when you're teaching, right? Oh, yeah. All the time. Good. Mm-hmm. You know, do you find that this cycle, the psychology behind a 12- and a 13-year-old and kind of the general egotism that they have at that age lends themselves to playing a, a lot more ball-dominant basketball in that they're not equipped with the general knowledge of life to be able to look around and analyze the court, the situations in front of them? And so it's tough to run some of these more complicated offenses just because the nature of the player at your disposal you know, just can't do that.
2: <clears throat> um, are you reading off a script? Yeah, hey, I got a <laughs>
0: teleprompter right in front of me. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't write um, any yeah, of this so stuff.
2: Most most uh, offenses uh, just go score. And then on defense, it's just pretty much uh, try to make sure the other team doesn't.
0: Wow. And, wow. and you're able to yeah. articulate that?
2: Yeah, it's pretty simple. Kind of you just say, go score, and then you say, when you're on defense, make sure the other team doesn't. But okay. I also think that some of them are maybe a little bit more <clears throat> mature and mentally tough than a lot of uh, the NBA players, so it's not too bad. If uh, they can do it, I'm sure that anyone really can.
0: Interesting, okay. okay. Yeah, right. I also have I, no idea what you know. the
2: question was, so I'm not sure that that answered <laughs> 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 But I can't, I, there's no way I'm the only one that feels that that way so
0: i i did the michael you know, scott I, thing i, try to I started that sentence as as i had Colin no idea where it was talking, going
1: i usually block him out
2: yeah it's a skill <laughs> it's important to have
0: this podcast is i just say something and then noah says something else it's basically just two people talking to themselves in the same room
2: mhm yeah that is pretty much the definition of a podcast i'll give you that <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nailed that <it. laughs> Mm-hmm. I've been doing it out for over a year. I just learned that actually.
2: Wow, congrats! Over a year, good. wow. You guys are right? big time now. I don't think it'll be long before you've caught up to the rest of the big leaguers. So,
0: yeah, Rasillo I think we, we've got like a date with him. Like I don't know, like three months from now. So we should be pretty big yeah. then.
2: Well, and at least you guys have hair. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, go for something. <laughs> It does. No, do you have any more questions for Ren about his his coaching philosophy?
1: You know, I was trying to think of one that entire time, and I couldn't come up with one. Come on, I'm gonna be honest. You know, I yeah, respect Ren. I think it's, I quite I think it's a easier bit. to the man ask loves his questions.
2: job. It's easier to ask questions to a person that works for an NBA team than mm, a person who coaches thirteen year olds, but. <clears throat>
1: I don't know. You I don't got know. your general message, Ren. You love kids.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> in a sense. Um.
0: All right, Ren, let me actually – the real question this time. Okay. Did you spend any time, like, actually watching YouTube videos, reading any books to be able to coach these kids, or did you just rely on your knowledge of the game from having played it an avid fan, you watch a lot of it. Like, how, do you, how did you approach that?
2: Uh, I didn't read any books because I don't read, but I watched Good. a lot of... This is a teacher,
0: uh, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Yes, yes. I'm not an <laughs> English teacher. <coughs> um, I watched a lot of videos. Uh, my cross-country track teacher. background didn't convert very well to uh, running an offense, but I've watched plenty of basketball, so it wasn't like I had no idea what was happening, but I had a lot to learn. And YouTube's a good place for that, I suppose.
0: Um, it's a good place yeah. for many things.
2: So, I'd say I was grinding at least at least five minutes a day in the film room.
0: Whoa. Wow. Hey, yeah. calm down. I know. What a dedicated man. That's like how yeah. long my, my highlight tape is.
2: Five minutes of you missing jump shots.
1: Well, some of them go in. Rin, would your best middle schooler on your basketball team dust Colin in a one v one? No
2: oh, way. yeah, There's no question. No about that. way. Yeah, the best, the best kid would would beat you twenty one nothing. There's no doubt about that.
1: Okay.
0: There's just I do not believe that for a no, second. No, I'm
2: I'm actually being serious now.
0: How how tall is he? Probably
2: for the last time this episode, he would destroy you.
0: <laughs> would he destroy you? Yes. I bet I could take it. If that it.
2: makes you feel any better, he would destroy me as well.
0: Yeah, but you're like really short, so that makes sense. Yeah, but
2: I also can do things. Five like two to be
0: play. exact,
1: I believe, is Ren's height?
2: I think it's five one and a half. But Oh, you've been, been to the doctor recently? <laughs> no, I don't go to the doctor, Are you kidding?
1: It's
0: okay, smart. Smart, smart, smart. All right, let's let's get into what we're doing today. It's going to be pretty similar to what we did actually on last week's episode, but we've we've tweaked it a little bit. We just had a lot of fun with the format of the hot takes. We felt like it led to a lot of fun discussion. So, same idea, except all of the takes have to be about how the second half of the season is going to play out. So, gentlemen, do we have our hot takes ready?
1: I'd say the title of this one, Colin, is going to be bold predictions for the second half of this season. Bold predictions, and bold predictions are a bit different than hot takes. Um, mine are a bit less spicy as compared to last week. Um, if you're putting it on a Buffalo Wild Wings sauce scale, you know, last week I was coming with the uh, habanero, the you know, close to the top, Con, close to the yeah. whatever sauce. I can't like even like the think ghost of it. pepper. Uh, yeah, the ghost pepper. You know, this we can come with like a jalapeno. You know, um, they might not be as spicy, but I st- still do love these takes. Benjamin, um, you are the guest. Would you like to kick this off with your first bold prediction for the second half of this NBA season?
2: <clears throat> yeah, I can go first. Um, I think that the Pacers probably win out, win the title.
0: Oh, that's like barbecue oh. sauce, dude. That's yeah. as mild okay. as you can.
2: Yeah. No, I will go for real now. I okay. I don't know what the general public's view on this really even is, because I'm tired of it. But I think that I think I'll start with that I think that Zion is definitely going to play this year. And I've mm-hmm. only recently thought that. Because I've for a while now have thought he was not gonna play, because it's seeming that way. Mm-hmm. But I think that the uh Uh, What's the word? I think the pressure's starting to heat up a little bit. People Mm -hmm. have, I think, always looked at him pretty favorably because he seems like a likable guy. Mm -hmm. Mm And in my opinion, is maybe the most fun guy to watch in the whole league, if not at least Mm -hmm. one of the most fun. Yeah. But I think that recently people are starting to kind of call bullshit on the whole thing. And again, I'm not sure how much of that is really even his fault. I think maybe his team's not... (laughs) <laughs> done a great job recently um mm. I think that'd be fair I don't mean the Pelicans I mean like his whoever's in charge of his
0: oh yeah that's very fair situation. to say
2: yeah um, it's underselling it but I think with the Pelicans going and getting CJ who's you know a solid NBA player and certainly makes a team better and uh like seemingly at least committing to trying to be okay right now um And then just the fact that it just drags on and on and on and on and he just won't play. And it doesn't seem like... Like, wasn't there a story recently that, like, CJ hasn't even talked to Zion since he's been there? Yeah, they reached out to each other, I believe,
1: yesterday. Zion Probably because CJ CJ said that and then...
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, like, that's shitty. And I think it was JJ Redick, who also Mm -hmm. went to Duke, was pretty much, like, just calling him out yesterday or the day before. I don't know, I think that Mm -hmm. it's been pretty, like, everyone's just been like, well, it's the Pelicans, like, whatever, Zion, do what you want, but I think people are now starting to kind of feel like this is not a great look for him, and I wonder if maybe that's what it's going to take to get him to actually go out there and play basketball, because I am not sure that he's been healthy all this time, but I'm also not sure that he's actually, like, unable to play all this time. But maybe he is. He's a large man. I don't know what it's like, so.
0: <laughs>
2: but I, that's my take. I think that sometime relatively soon here it might flip and he might actually start playing basketball, which I would like. Maybe I'm just being optimistic because he's fun to watch. But
0: No, I do like the take because you're right. I mean, for a Duke team, that team, as good as it was, was generally very likable by the public which is probably the first time I can think of, like, actually rooting for a Duke team. And I think you're right. Like, a lot of it comes from him, just his fun-style play. Like, he seems like a pretty down-to-earth guy. But we're talking about a guy who's played two seasons, gone to one All-Star game, and is trying to, like, ice the team out. At least that's the storyline going. I feel like you've got to put in a little bit more time to be able to ice the team out. You know, I know you're this prodigy, but you gotta do something, you know? Like, y- you can't do what James Harden's doing after he's been in the league for 13 years and is an MVP. You gotta <laughs> build up to it, you know? You actually have to prove that you can be that kind of caliber player who can choose to sit out if he wants because he knows somebody else is gonna pick him up. I mean, somebody else would definitely pick him up, but it definitely tanks his value and i think he's starting to realize that.
2: Yeah, i think that's fair. I mean, has he played 82 NBA games? He has not. 85,
1: 85 in 3 seasons so oh. far. Okay. So he wow. has
2: basically played one season in 3, which is awful. So i yeah, like what you're saying makes sense. Like it's one thing if you uh, – I guess Anthony Davis is a good example, but he'd been there for like a full
0: He'd been there, like, five years. years.
2: It'd been a long, like, a whole rookie contract, at least.
0: Yeah, he'd signed the extension. And
2: had also, like, won them playoff games. So there's that, too. So it's a little different to do that in that situation and when you've played 85 games, I think. So, yeah, I would agree with that, too. But with that being said, when he does play, he's, like, all NBA good, so. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this whole Zion situation is uh, just really weird. Like, his team's been... His uh, just like you know, his agent and his team around him have been very vague on, you know, how Zion is recovering, what is really happening. Because I remember just like a month ago, they were like Zion might potentially have to have a second foot surgery. Um, me and Colin were pretty consistent on our takes on Zion this season. Uh, we were pretty convinced he wasn't going to play at all. Uh, mm-hmm. Personally, I don't think Zion wants to be there. It sounds like you guys don't think he wants to be there either. Um, I, I think he's as good as gone. I, I think the Pelicans messed up both him and AD. Uh, but I also I also do believe in your take, Ren. I, I think he is coming back this season as well because I don't think the Pelicans go out and make that mid season acquisition of CJ McCollum unless they know that Zion is coming back at some point this season and you know they want to push for a play in spot potentially get into the playoffs to get that experience for uh, guys like Brandon Ingram mm-hmm. and Zion. Uh, you know. I think the Pelicans are a pretty horridly ran franchise. Um, I can't believe Lonzo Ball is gone. They basically traded him for fucking nothing. Uh, I I don't blame Zion if he wants out. Um, I will say that.
2: Yeah, I don't either. I just also think it's been shitty the whole time.
1: You know, yeah. I'll,
0: I'll counter that because I do think that you have to give it some sort of a shot, especially on a rookie contract. You know, like, it's not like he came into this team expecting a championship contention and then they fell flat. Like, he knew what the team was. You know, it was post-AD. It was a rebuild. They've got a couple nice young pieces and Brandon Ingram and formerly Lonzo Ball. And you've kind of reshaped, you know. I think that with CJ, with Ingram, with Herb, I think that could be a decent team. You know, I like Valanchunas. Like I don't think on paper it's a bad team at all. And you gotta give it a shot, because if you're not willing to give it a shot now, I don't know, that that just says something to me a little bit about his character. Like what you have to be in LA to want to win, you have to be in New York. I don't know, that just it seems like it's gonna come up again if he doesn't try now. And maybe even if he does try now, it'll still come up again.
2: Yeah, plus who wouldn't want the chance to play with Herb Jones?
1: That's what I'm we saying. We love that guy. I know. Herb Jones, biggest fans, all on this yeah. call right now.
2: Guy's a stud.
0: We're going to get him on the pod.
2: I feel like if you really commit to being the number one Herb Jones podcast, it could be doable.
1: I feel like we could DM Herb Jones, and he would, like, definitely see it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he'd definitely see it. <laughs> see it.
0: Yeah, no, for sure he would see it. <laughs>
1: uh all right. That's a good that's a good take to start us off, Rand. Uh I think I'm gonna go second here on. I right. I think you that's fine. I think you are very much going to appreciate this take. Ooh, I like um, that. my first bold prediction for the second half of this season. The Sacramento Kings already off to a great start will end the NBA longest active playoff drought this year. Let's go. Um, you know, bet- betting on the Kings is basically like setting money on fire. Um, they're currently on the 15-year postseason drought, which is the longest in the league. Um, second longest playoff drought in the league, Con, is the Charlotte Hornets with five years not in the playoffs. Um, they have a full oh decade God. on the Hornets. But I, I think it ends this year, Con. Uh, the Sacramento Kings currently in 13th. They need to get up to the 10th seed to make the playoff, uh, play in. Uh, they're, the two teams above them, the Spurs and the Pelicans, will also be gunning for that 10th spot. But the team in the 10th place is the Blazers. Um, the Blazers are going to fall down these standings, calling yeah. no Dame Lillard for the rest of the season. They traded CJ. Um, it was announced today that Yusuf Nurkic is going to miss a month with plantar fasciitis. And plantar fasciitis is a, not an injury to play around with, especially for centers. Um, So I could see him easily missing more than a month. Um, Also, the two teams above them, the Blazers, calling in the ninth and eighth seed, Uh, the Lakers, who are just a shit show right now. The Lakers potentially could miss the playoffs. And then the Clippers, who had a pretty good first half of the season, but Paul George was playing at an elite level. And I don't think Paul George or Kawhi is coming back this season. So the Kings, I I, I really do think the Kings have a chance because the bottom of the West is weak. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, like I said, all those teams have reasons to fall down in the standings. You know, either health or tanking reasons. And I think the trading us the bonus con, like I said, it, it it the Kings decide on where they want to go as a franchise. They want to try to make this play-in game. They want to break this drought. And I think Kings just like quietly are going to fail their way into the postseason mix. Um, and I think they're going to do that by just being healthy, con.
0: All right. All right, I have to clarify something. Is making the play-in game considered making the playoffs? No, it shouldn't be.
1: In nowadays, teams would consider it. Yes.
2: If you consider being the tenth best team in a conference and losing, <laughs> making the playoffs, then I don't, I don't respect they're, the league. They're gonna
1: take away that playoff drought stat if they make the play-in. I do, but
2: I'm not saying you're right I'm just saying that that should be wrong.
0: Yeah, All right. so if that's the take, then I agree with it. You know, if yeah, I mean that's super the, doable. If the take is they actually have to like go in and beat the Lakers or the Clippers or the whoever else is down there right now,
1: Blazers, the probably. Timberwolves, like no, the Timberwolves I are upset. it be like the Pelicans and the Spurs be their biggest competition.
0: Yeah, but doesn't the way it works, the 10 and the 9 seed play and the 7 and the 8 seed play, winner of the 7-8 yes. game in the playoffs, and then the loser of that and the winner of the other ones, yes. the Tango? They
1: did I mean, play, I, I think the Kings have a decent shot in one game series. I could see them beating the
0: Clippers, but if you have to beat the Lakers, I don't know about that one. Actually, who knows? The Lakers could just be the Malik Monk show at that point.
2: Yeah, also yeah. any day now, right. it's Russell Westbrook's season, he's about to carry him to
0: the five seed, so...
2: <laughs> Don't sleep. Any,
0: yeah, any day now. So glad they didn't trade him. I love seeing Lakers fans miserable. Oh, it's yeah,
2: it's always a good time. Um. All right. um yeah, I mean... I'll root for the Kings, because no, I'll no. root for Sabonis anytime. So
0: Yeah, let me ask you that, Ren. I mean, are, you, are the Kings like your second team now that Sabonis is over there, or would the Jazz be your second team because of Bojan?
2: I mean, I'm always going to prefer Bojan over Sabonis, so I guess. But I also don't really like the Jazz, because I'm just sick of them, and French Herbert is <laughs> a disgrace. So, I'm not sure. Also, I just think the Jazz are just... Always going to blow it with this team, so. Um.
0: Mm-hmm. They will. Yep. They definitely will.
2: I think my like three favorite teams are all in the east at
1: this point, so. I
2: just will never go west of the Mississippi River for the rest of my life. There should be no problem. And those
1: three teams are.
2: Oh, Pacers, and then since I'm an Embiid guy, I guess the Sixers, and then but, since I'm a Trey Young stan, I guess the, the Hawks.
1: Ugh. Okay, those
0: are bad teams.
2: Yeah, all of the Grizzlies, because you know I love Desmond Vane. So oh, that's yeah. my West team. The Grizzlies are my West team. Between like the Grizzlies and Daniel are, Stein, yeah. I mean...
0: Everybody's... I feel yeah, like everybody like, is a Grizzlies fan right that's now. That's
2: America's Western Conference team at this point, so...
0: Mm-hmm. They should be. They absolutely should yeah.
2: be. Yeah, they have Ja, who might be the most likable guy in the league.
0: Alright. I I've got my take, and it's the team that I hate the most that this... This take is about, but it is about the one guy on this team that I do enjoy. I think amongst the news that Kemba has agreed to sit the rest of the season, which why wouldn't you trade the guy then? He's on a $9 million (laughs) contract. Okay. I think that we see RJ Barrett average about 23 points a game from here on out. Knicks aren't going to go anywhere. You know, that's not the take. The Knicks are are still going to be garbage. But we're going to see R.J. Barrett do some major damage. He's going to look like, you know, not like, ah, he could be the face of a franchise, but like, hey, this guy might be an actual number two. And then that kind of of parlay into the idea that Zion wants to come to New York and play with R.J. Barrett. Only because R.J., yeah. But R.J. is going to average 23 points a game. He's actually the second-leading scorer on that team at 18 points per game right now, so it's really not that far-fetched that he'd bump it up five points a game from here on out. I just think that, you know, despite it being a Tom Thibodeau team, they're going to have to realize that being four-and-a-half games out of the play-in game and it's the Hawks ahead of you, and he, you're going to have to start to try to develop these some guys, and you might as well give RJ the actual reins to be a guy who takes 20 shots a game, and who knows? With 20 shots a game, 23 points, it sounds doable to me, fellas.
2: Yeah, I, I like RJ for some reason. So I'll always back a RJ scores more prediction. Um, how many does he average right now, did you say? 18
1: on 18. the team. 18 on 15.5 field goal attempts a game but yeah, kimba is taking number. 10 shots a game uh averaging 11.6 points this year uh kimba was also averaging 25 minutes played a game so you have to imagine those minutes will be uh on a tom thibodeau team you will imagine most of kimba's 25 minutes will be divvied up between the starters and the six yeah, i don't man. think any uh, i don't
2: think any bench guys are just picking up those minutes
1: Hey, remember when they traded for Cam Reddish and he's averaging 11 minutes uh, for the Knicks now? That was a pretty good trade. I yeah.
0: nailed that
1: one. Just so
2: yeah, good. he's he's really carrying him right now. Having a massive.
1: I actually like that take, Colin. I I like RJ Barrett a lot. I actually, RJ Barrett was probably actually the one I liked the least on that Duke team. Um, I, clearly, I like Zion the most, and yeah. I actually thought Cam Reddish would be a better player than RJ Barrett, but RJ Barrett is a nice little Swiss Army knife con and um yeah, I do think he has that scoring in him. Um you know, averaging 35% from 3 this year on almost 6 attempts a game. I like that. Uh I I would really I really want to see RJ Barrett play around some talent. I think the
0: Knicks do as well. I don't think you're alone in in that want.
1: I uh, There was a take <laughs> There was a take call in that They said Tom Thibodeau should only be signed To one year contracts He'd
0: be the best coach in the history Of the NBA then <laughs> <laughs> He's a one and done guy For sure He just walks around burning your team to the ground By playing everybody 39 minutes A game They win 60 games, losing the first round And he's uh, off to Minnesota Boom! that yeah,
2: sounds bee. nice
0: I don't see any problems uh,
2: with that. You know who I would like to play a lot more for them? Anybody? It's my boy, my boy, Quentin Grimes. Although, I think he's been playing he's more a recently. He's played more recently, but most of the year he hasn't played a ton. I would like him to play more. I think he's good. He's a baller. He also may or may I, I like not him have a lot. I've gone to Kansas for a year, but... <laughs> he then I like him transfer, a lot,
1: Ren. So, I, I yeah. think him and Miles McBride are going to actually get some minutes. Uh, now that yeah. Kimba's gone, and I actually think both of those guys are gonna be good um, assets for the Knicks because Emmanuel quickly as good of a season as he had last year, um, kind of having a down year. He might uh, he might actually be the player that uh, we thought people thought he was when they <laughs> drafted him. But uh, the Knicks are. Uh, it, it's just funny. Like I think the Knicks finishing with the four seed last year, like really just installed a very false sense of confidence after they got their dicks beat in by the Hawks. Um I I think the team they are now is the team that they were always gonna be. Um Julius Randall yeah. fell back to earth, uh teams started hitting more threes against them and you know, the Knicks should just be happy with some consistency here because they were a much worse team than they are this year for many years before this. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: the idea that Obi Toppin has never played thirty minutes in a game of basketball is it's just BS. Yes. NBA space. dunk contest winner, disgrace. Obi
1: Toppin.
2: Yeah, that was the best dunk contest ever, right, guys? Let's take a minute to talk about how
0: we had to watch Jalen Green take eleven attempts for one dunk.
1: I wanted to claw my eyes out. Yeah, it was
2: horrible. It's never a good sign that Juan Toscano-Anderson made the final.
1: Oh, he was trying that that Jason Richardson dunk, and he was just nearly not nearly even athletic enough to make that dunk at all. (laughs) I, you know. We can discuss real quick, like, are, do you guys think there's any way for them to fix the dunk contest? Yeah, make people do it. Uh, so you uh, have to you have to have some sort of incentive, then. You have to have a cash prize guy, to get guys, dude, like, jaw.
0: Think, or... I don't think
2: that LeBron's, like, hurting for money. I don't know if a cash prize does it for most of yeah. these guys. Just I
0: also call, don't think you can fix the
2: dunk contest because... Back in the day when the dunk contest was cool, it's because people could win for dunking from the free throw line and doing nothing else.
1: (laughs) This guy did a 360 and got a perfect 50. Now you can
2: windmill 360 from the free throw line and get like a 40. So that might be part of the problem too.
0: I I see No, that's not even true because Zach Levine, when he beat Aaron Gordon, when Aaron Gordon had the coolest dunk I've ever seen, when he like jumped over the mascot and like got his whole butt ahead of his head,
1: yeah, Zach was Levine, the best dunk ever.
0: yeah, that was the best dunk ever. Zach Levine won because he did a, a free throw line dunk. He yeah, like double it, like, wind windmilled
2: and then he went between the legs. So like, like two different times. So I'm saying sticking your tongue out and regular dunking from the free throw line. I think that might not be cool anymore. No hate to Chicago, I, but
1: I actually think that they should be. I think next year they should consider getting guys from. Potentially the G League to come in and do the dunk contest. I think there's a lot of just pure athletes in the G League um, that can actually dunk, like at least try better than what we saw in this uh, year's contest. You know, a guy like Jalen Green's crazy athletic, but it seems like he didn't really care about being there. And I think a got guy, getting guys from the G League who want a chance to play in the NBA and actually you know make a name for themselves, I think that could be a decent option for the NBA. Like. I saw Mac McClung just Instagram highlights yeah, of him throwing down like crazy that. dunks. Yeah, that would be McClung's awesome a... to see Mac McClung.
2: Mac McClung should just become an Instagram dunker.
0: He'd make more money, that's for certain. He
2: definitely would.
1: Although
0: LeBron wouldn't be his dad then, so. I'm, I think that
2: he's moved on.
0: What, to his actual kids? <laughs> yeah, right. No,
2: no, no, of course not. It's just Austin Reeves, right?
0: Just Austin Reeves. Yeah, just Austin <laughs> Reeves. Wait, no, the one thing I'll say about that take, though, is I don't, like, I don't know, and maybe this is just me, I don't know if I care to tune in to see G League guys who I have no idea who they are. Yeah, unless in they went to Iowa Kansas, I don't yeah, exactly. want to see it. So. Like, I, I, want I mean, you still, these
1: guys. why did you watch this year? Because OB Toppin it and Jalen Green were in it? Were no I watched it game. because... You're still going to watch was, it if it's on.
2: Yeah, I watched it because I was... Under the influence, and I like Obi Toppin.
1: Yeah, and I had money on it. There's no, no guarantee that
2: either of those things would happen next year.
1: Obi was actually awesome. Like, oh, oh, shout out yeah. to Obi. Yeah, he did, he did like, fine.
2: The rest of He's those bombs, athletic.
1: man. You know Cole Anthony. I actually like Cole Anthony too. Uh, the dunk in the Timbs took way too long to actually happen. <laughs> that was
2: so dumb. Uh, but that was I, I, I respect the effort. <laughs> that was the dumbest. That was the dumbest thing. That might be a sign that the dunk contest should be stopped for good. Yeah. If my that last was, memory of the dunk contest uh, is him dunking in Timbs for an hour, then maybe I'm okay with that. It's it's,
1: it's just sad because like. Growing up as like a you know a kid and a teenager, like I have a lot of memories of just like memorable guys in the dunk contest and like actual nobodies. Like, I did, do you guys remember when Ronnie Boubois was in the dunk contest? He played for the Jazz. He did one dunk no where he dunked this. it, and then he unveiled a painting of him doing that exact. Dunk. Oh
2: yeah, that, that was um, sweet. I remember that,
1: <laughs> that was sick.
2: How sick! Derrick
1: Williams, Derek Williams, Arizona legend, like rode a motorcycle in to do his dunks. Like Chase Budinger did a blindfolded dunk. Who remembers fucking Chase Budinger? All right, like, he was in the, for dunk, the dunk contest. Quad, was just way. cool. <laughs>
2: yeah, I remember guys- Paul George dunked two balls at once, and I shit my pants. I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen.
0: How did he do it? He uh, just hands. put them both in. <laughs> uh,
2: it was <laughs> like he, sake. it was like he went up with one, and then he had a lob. Someone lobbed it to him, so he put oh, like, the insane. one in his hand, and then he, yeah.
1: But then like, Javel then McGee dumped up. two balls, balls at, at the same pitch, time, so. on two rims, two different rims.
0: Oh, I remember oh. that one. You guys remember when Blake Griffin jumped over the, the front of a Kia? <laughs>
1: The part of
0: a yeah I could jump over. <laughs> that was Yeah. I remember, I remember when that. when they said that and then he jumped over that part and everybody was like, Well that doesn't really count.
2: He should have just rolled out like a matchbox car and jumped over it.
0: <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah, but like see like we're talking about like Blake Griffin, Paul George. Dwight Howard, like, those are names. Yeah, Chase Budinger.
1: Derek Williams.
0: All right, when Nate Robinson was in the dunk contest. Like, that's sick.
2: No, it's stupid.
0: No, 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 no. no, 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 no. As a
2: short person, I'm allowed to say that it's kind of bullshit that you get bonus points for being short.
0: Yeah, but his dunks (laughs) were still sick.
2: No, but it's dumb. No, like oh, no, cool. no, no. It's no. cool that you're short and do something most short people can. I'm so happy for you. But, like, you're not the best dunker.
1: No, that's a bad take. Nate, Nate, Nate uh, Robinson's on contest. He jumped over Shaq.
2: Yeah, I've done that, too. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah All I've right. Read, uh, <laughs> it it kind of sounds like you're being a little bit of a hater right now. Uh, just, you know, as a fellow short dude, you know, you're not repping the short brand. That's kind of what I'm getting out of you right now, dog.
2: I, yeah, I think I said that.
1: Do okay, right. you ever listen, Colin?
2: <laughs> no, <you didn't>. Dude, <laughs> we just say stuff yeah, how, and then uh, some other said.
1: one says stuff. Um, Ren, can we get to your yeah. next bold prediction?
2: Yeah, I uh, don't do any research like you. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to go with it and then <clears throat> not back it up very much. Hope that's all but, right with everyone. No,
0: but you have to back it up like your life depends on it. With oh, I no plan research. to.
2: I completely okay, plan to. This one I think would fall more in the hot take as opposed to like, Ooh, the like prediction that. category. I think that the Hawks are gonna win a playoff series. Like mm. Ag- against who? Um. Well, I'm not sure because I don't think that the schedule's been
0: released yet. Yeah. For the but playoffs. <laughs> okay. All so, right. So the
2: hard, Hawks. It's hard to currently... say. <laughs> the yeah, Hawks are the Atlanta currently. Yeah, the Hawks that the are way seat. way back. Yeah, I'm aware.
1: Currently, the 10th seed. I guess the uh, way the I. Last would... play in spot. They yeah, could beat the I Bulls, see. Rand. They could beat the yeah, Bulls I mean, in a round one, one, thing, one the Bulls, series.
2: The Bulls aren't going to do Jack in the playoffs, so that's believable. Um, I guess that I would back it up by saying that I can't believe the Hawks have been so bad this year, and I don't understand it. So I think that that means that in my head, they'll flip it around just in time and be good all of a sudden. I'm oh, just going to point out
0: that your voice got a little bit higher right after that Bulls take because you knew that I was fuming even though you can't see me. And you were correct. You were right. I was I fuming.
2: Didn't even, I didn't even know you are a Bulls fan, so why would I have thought that?
0: You knew. You knew the whole time, <laughs> um, didn't you?
2: <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> um, yeah, so, again, I don't know who they're playing yet. I will I will concede that if they're playing Waukee... It would be
0: difficult. <laughs> I'm willing to say that. Um, I'm, I'm going to sell that one. Part of it yeah, is you know, because I'm a Bulls fan, and mm-hmm. you're right, I'm looking at it, and if they were going to beat a team in the top six seats right now... It yeah, would have to be them, yeah. It would yeah, almost have, to, have be to be. Yeah. Um, I don't see them doing anything with against... Even Cleveland, I just think that interior defense, you know, you'd need Kevin Herter to... Well, you need Kevin Herter to be Kevin Herter again, and that could happen. Yeah, Kavon's gonna
2: have to be Kavon, but uh, I guess my... uh, an aside there, uh, if I had to have done a different take, it would have been that I think Cleveland's not gonna do anything in the playoffs.
1: But I know that's not
2: popular, because Cleveland might be the Eastern Conference America's team, so...
1: I love Cleveland. Evan Mobley's the dude. Um, Just to answer your question, just to answer your question, Rin, um, and maybe some of the listeners' questions as to why the Hawks are um, a worse team this year than they were last year. Um, I think it's really gone under the radar the play of Clint Capella this year. Um, last year, he was averaging 50, almost fifteen and fifteen a game with two blocks. Uh, this season, averaging ten and ten with one and a half blocks. Uh, you know, he he is. They only finished as the twenty-first best defensive rating team in the league last year. Uh, but that involved Clint Capella doing a ton for them. Um, he hasn't really been healthy this year when he has been healthy. He's looked very, he's looked slower. Um, he's looked like a worse version of this himself last year, and that's why they're the 28th worst defensive ranked team this year. Um, but actually, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of Anyeka Kongwu, and I think that guy is ready to play and take Clint's spot, and I think the Hawks will immediately be a better team once uh, he gets a little more acclimated.
2: I also like him. There you go. All right, that's what it's going to be. He's going to average 45 a game in the playoffs, and that's how they're going to do it. Cool Thanks, take. Noah.
1: Onyeka's like, a know, potential like y- Giannis Swiss? stopper. Is he really? Ooh. Yeah.
2: Isn't that cool?
0: I he's was ooing cool. at the uh, the Giannis stopper, not as much as the Swiss part. but oh, Onyeka will built like he's
1: the next Bam. I'll, I'll tell you that right now.
0: I know. He was young coming out of college, too. Do people forget that he was like the fourth guy on that ball high school team? Him and uh, really? Elijah.
2: Yeah, Elijah. Yeah, he was. It was the three well, balls. The UCL- then the UCLA big guy right now was there too. Uh, you, what's his name?
1: Um, Noah just said it. What's his last no, name? So that, that Chino Hill starting lineup. Uh, in there, like when all three balls were there, were the three balls, Anyeka <laughs> yeah. Kongwu and a guy named Elijah Simmons who plays at nice. Loyola right now.
0: Oh, let's go, the rambler. No, thing.
2: oh, Co- I think Cody Riley might be who I'm thinking of. He may have been on that team at the end of it or something, but hmm. I don't know. I could good just t- be wrong too.
1: That's a good take, Red. A... I, 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 I I do I think I do think just getting Trey into the play, like Trey is good enough to win the Hawks a playoff series, right I I do agree with that.
2: Yeah, maybe yeah I mean, but, I...
0: Go rent, go find whatever.
2: No, I mean, I also will say that I think that last year they obviously... I think we should have known for a fact that they were going to seem worse than they were in the playoffs last year, this year, because they just so overachieved. Um, so, like, some level of drop-off we probably should have predicted and not pretended they were a top-two team in the East, but I just I just can't believe that they're actually this much worse than that version, especially with like all, like they have so many guys that
1: Nate are, McMillan, are like, like maybe. Like.
2: Yeah, Nate McMillan has this long ca- career history of leading <laughs> teams to playoff <laughs> series wins, particularly with his time in Indy, so like, yeah. how could he not?
0: <laughs> I mean, you're spitting facts. Exactly. Do you think that we could see the 76ers implode against them again this year, or with Harden, it's just not possible?
2: No, James Harden's never imploded in the series, so no.
0: These are all good points. Yeah. Although I don't know if I'm taking them how you're meaning them.
2: Yeah, I'm not, I've never been sarcastic
0: on this episode of Bench Chatter. Uh, Perfect. Thank you for that. We appreciate that. All right, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just don't like it. That's all right.
2: I just wanted you to not hate it.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Mission accomplished. No, let's hear it. What do you got?
1: All right. Um, I have a little dual Giannis bold prediction here, Colin. Um, the first part of this will lead into the second part of this. Um, my first prediction for Giannis in the second half of this season, Colin, is that he is going to win his first scoring title. Um, Ooh, currently, the top five in points is Luka at fifth, Trae Young at fourth, DeMar DeRozan in third at 28.1, Giannis in second at 29.4, and Joel Embiid at 29.6. Looking at a guy like DeRozan, who's right below the uh, uh, Giannis, uh, DeRozan played a lot of the first half gone with a very unhealthy Bulls. You know, Lonzo missed time, Caruso missed time, even Levine missed time. uh, Mm. So that left a lot of games where DeRozan literally had to score 40 or the Bulls would just lose. Um, but good news for the Bulls. Zach Levine's knee seems to be fine, uh, which I, I think me- means he's healthy, which means fewer shots for DeRozan. Um, that really just leaves Giannis to catch Embiid, and he's only point two points behind him. And Embiid, the Sixers just added one of the highest usage players in NBA history um, at the trade deadline in James Harden. Um, I think that takes away some shots from Embiid, um, and I I I think Giannis is gonna I think Giannis is gonna win the scoring title pretty easily. Honestly. Um, Giannis is averaging 32.2 points since Christmas with 60 per, 60.2 effective field goal percentage, Colin. Um Pretty crazy. And with Giannis winning this first scoring title, Colin, I I think Giannis is going to win this MVP award again. Um, I think the top three right now is Embiid uh, at third, Giannis at second, and Jokic at first. Um, Embiid, Embiid's out of the MVP race in my eyes uh, with the adding of James Harden. And that means Giannis has to catch Jokic. And that is not an easy task, Colin. Jokic is leading the league in just about every um, catch-all metric. Uh, but the Bucks have a recipe here for Giannis to go on a little run, Colin. Uh, right now, as it stands, the Bucks played the easiest first-half schedule, Colin, uh, which means mm-hmm. they are running the gauntlet in the second half. They have the second-hardest schedule in the league. And if you look at that from a glass-half-full um, kind of perspective, that means Giannis and the Bucks have a chance to assert their dominance against some of the best teams in the league. Um, currently, the Bucs are like the fifth seed. They're two-and-a-half games out of first place, Colin. Um I think we will see them get home-court advantage. I, I, I don't think they're not going to finish with home-court advantage. And I think with the Bucks having to beat some of the best teams in the league, it's a recipe on how you engineer an MVP um, race and win the MVP. And I also think Giannis has been having a pretty good season, even though, you know, it's voter fatigue. People, like, don't really – I don't think people want to vote Giannis again, but his assists and free-throw rates are the highest they've ever been in his career. Um, I think that's an indicator that, you know, Giannis is getting smarter. He's getting better. Um, the game is slowing down for him while he's not changing pace. And also, Giannis is playing a ton at center this year, con. so I think his defensive yeah. value has honestly gone up uh, with the absence of Brook Lopez. And with the with those lineups with uh, Giannis at center, the Bucks like plus minus numbers and uh, Giannis on and off numbers are crazy. And yeah, I I think Giannis is going to end up with the MVP here, Colin, and the scoring title. I mean, you kind of just laid it all out for us. I don't know how to disagree with you right now.
0: <laughs> Catching yeah, Jokic mean, is a task. That's a task and a half.
2: Yeah, I think that whoever of those three wins the MVP this year, it's probably an okay decision. Uh, Yeah. They've all been just unreal. Uh, I do think your point about Harden maybe hurting the MVP case is a fair one. Um, Maybe... Yeah, I don't know. Jokic is just something else, man. (laughs) I know that's incredible analysis, but... It is. (laughs) You could just hand that award to him for a few years here if you really felt like it. I don't think it'd be a wrong thing to do.
0: Do you think the Nuggets have to finish at X number seed for Jokic to win? You know, like do you think they'll give it to him? I for do. getting the sixth I seed, do. I think they
1: should. I just yeah, I don't I mean, know if they, they will. I think, I think, they, think they have they to be a fifth seed be... or better. Yeah. I, I think, think if the Nuggets right. are the sixth seed, Jokic is not winning it again. Because, what, the last time we saw that was Westbrook, right, Colin? Yeah. Triple-double. Machine, baby. And how much do you value winning into that MVP race, Colin? Traditionally,
0: up until, like, Westbrook, really, you had to finish as a one or two seed, basically, to win the MVP. There was some stat, like, 4%, 5% of MVPs had been on a team that didn't have a one or two seed.
2: Yeah, you also might be able to argue that Jokic taking this team to a five seed is like most team, most guys <laughs> taking a team to a one seed. So the Lord's <laughs> work. <yeah. laughs> he might really just be playing with such a shitty-ass team that a five seed would Barton be well Barton. shockingly impressive, but
0: I don't know. No, I mean, I think that's why you're giving it to him, though. That team's garbage.
2: Yeah, I mean the fact that they're even involved in the mix with the team they have is says all it needs to say, I think, about Jokic. But again, I mean it's Giannis. Like if he wins an MVP here, I don't think that's <laughs> by any means a poor decision. I do think that the voter fatigue thing is super real. Yeah. But,
0: uh, it's do you guys think it'd be fair to say that Giannis is universally considered the best player in the
1: NBA right now?
2: I think he would be voted as such. Yeah.
1: I think he'd be voted, but I think it's Jokic. I
2: I don't, just because of the playoff run last year. I just think it's hard to pick anything but him. Also, if Kevin Durant wore a smaller shoe, then we probably don't have that conversation. But, <laughs> you know. People do be forgetting forget. about that. Yeah. It's his fault for being so damn lanky.
0: That was also... Like, in the 42nd minute of him playing, too. Because in OT, he had a chance again and just straight-up yeah. bricked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's a pretty fair take there, Noah. Yeah. I, I no, I like that... it. Yeah. <coughs> at All at this
2: point, if you're going to doubt Giannis, probably not a good move.
0: That's a, That's very fair. All right. With my last take, I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics find themselves with home court advantage in the playoffs this year.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: So, you point would. differential is <laughs> one of the, the best statistics in predicting how good a team is. And in the East right now, the Celtics, even though they're, they're the sixth seed right now at 34-26, and 26, have the best point differential in the entire Eastern Conference at 5.4, heater number 2 at 4.5, then you've got the Cavs, and then nobody else is above 4. It's crazy that the margin gets that razor thin, especially considering that you have teams like the Suns right now in 8.2, which is Mm -hmm. like an all-time point differential. It's absurd. So I just think that the Celtics team is kind of starting to figure it out. I mean, they were below 500 for a minute there, and people Mm -hmm. were really starting to write them off. They've been real hot recently. Tatum's efficiency numbers right now, which a lot of people have been clowning on, rely a lot on pre-Christmas basketball. I think post-Christmas, Tatum has been the Tatum that we all expect. He's an all-star starter for a reason. I think that Jalen Brown's a fantastic piece. I think that that team has been slept on and clowned on just because Brad Stevens left. There was a lot of shit show in them trying to figure that out, making some questionable moves along the way. But I think as a regular season team, those fellas will figure it out. They have the 10th hardest schedule remaining, but they have a lot of soft games along the way. I think they're hot right now. They're cooking. The Bucks, like you said, have the hardest schedule remaining, and then I just really don't think it's, it's much of a stretch to imagine that they can pass the Cavs or even the
1: Seventy Sixers or Bulls if they fall there. Very very sneaky con. The Celtics have the second best defensive rating in the league now. I mean, and they have a they have a quite average offensive rating so far at sixteen. Um, if they can sneak that offensive rating to close to ten. Uh, You know, be the 11, 12, 13th best offensive rating in the league. They are, they are a force to be dealt with, Colin, because they were on a nine-game winning streak until the last day before the All-Star break. Um, You know, they're playing their best basketball right now. Hopefully, they're not peaking too early. Um, Hopefully, they can continue into that into the playoffs. But uh, they're like, I don't think the Celtics can win the championship with the team they have. I, I I loved the Derek White pickup, but. I don't think anyone wants to see the Celtics in the playoffs because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can just take over a series, take over a game very easily.
0: And they have a lot of experience with it too. I mean, for as young as they are, they've played a lot of massive games in the playoffs.
1: Would you, how would you feel, Colin, if the Bulls matched up with the Celtics? How, how do you like that series going?
0: I actually I take us against the Celtics. I think that offensively we can get ours done. I think we can get out there and and run. You know, I think that Horford, as old as he is, I think that Vucevic would be a real big piece in that. I think that Levine is going to do Levine things, and then I think it's also just going to come down to DeMar DeRozan. I think you'd see Tatum on him and Mm -hmm. how well can DeRozan get to his spots. You know, I, I think it's been tough for pretty much everybody to bump DeRozan off his spots this year. So, mm-hmm. if we're just looking at the best player in that matchup, I still think it's DeMar DeRozan. Call me biased if you'd like, but... You're biased. Can we remove him? Can we get him <laughs> off the podcast, please? <laughs> Wait, I have a Another question. Up. Colin, yeah. Go Are on. you
2: saying that in a playoff series, the best players on each team need to play well? No.
0: I'm just okay, I was just checking. The best players in their respective—they need to play really well.
2: So we don't—we don't think that five thirty-eight is correct. That the Celtics have the best chance to win the title.
0: Do they actually?
2: <laughs> that's what they said. The their... five
0: thirty-eight rankings this year just—they don't make sense to me. Yeah, it
2: never makes any sense. But according to them, as of like four days ago or whatever, that's uh, the the team to beat in the NBA. So, holy wow. shit, yeah. So your take's good I guess Based on that
0: <laughs> right, So, so you, you gotta look at For 538 you have to look at the ELO forecast Not the player based rating Because they have their own metric It's like the VORP thing But it's like VORP adjusted that they use to rate players So they have Zach Levine As being like a negative player Which I just yeah that's probably I struggle incorrect. to Struggle to imagine that one Yeah I don't think that's biased good job Holy shit, yeah, the, Heat, the Celtics have a 12% chance of winning, and the Suns <laughs> yeah. have a 43, and that's your top two right there.
2: No, there
1: you go. That's a good take, Don. I like that take yeah, a lot.
0: I'm with it. 5.38 has I'm the Raptors it. having a better shot at the title than the Bucks. I think that's yeah, kind of all strong. you need to know. I do like one. the Raptors, though, I'm going to be honest. Same. Better than the Bucks? No, of course not. <laughs> I think maybe it's better than the bulls <clears throat> I'm not gonna answer that question. no, you have to answer it
2: mm, I'd rather not
0: all right fine guy whatever all right before we wrap up ren we have to we have to get it out of you n b a finals matchup who wins
2: um oh How how what's Chris Paul's deal? How long is he supposed to be out? Although he did play the All Star game, but six to eight weeks. Oh boy, that sucks.
1: Suns aren't good enough to win the finals. Okay,
2: I'm gonna say definitely gonna be Pacers Kings. I think right. I hate you. Pacers in five. Well, um, the two I think
0: most well-run franchises. In all right, the NBA, I'm gonna. So. I'm
2: not gonna. We'll I'm gonna make a prediction. I don't think it's. I don't actually think it's got what I'm gonna predict if I put money on it. But it's more fun this way. So I'm gonna say Philly, Golden State in the finals.
1: Man, two guests in a row, two weeks straight. con saying Philly to the finals.
2: Well, I'm biased for Philly.
1: People just love I'll Harden. It.
2: No, it's not because of him.
1: It's because of Harden, isn't it?
2: It's all Matisse Steibel.
1: Oh my god! C. Cyborg yeah. might be the most overrated guy in the league.
0: I was gonna say, I just he I definitely can't gets wrap my head him, around. He?
2: Yeah, he's like a decent player, and that's probably it.
0: Where was he against Trey Young? Are you, what was he doing?
2: Uh, he was getting <laughs> cooked every single time down the court. I think <laughs> that's that's
0: kind of how my memory remembers it. So yeah,
2: that's the way I saw it. But uh, no, I mean. I think that a team is going to win it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was all, right. <laughs> um, all right, fine. Thank you. I had one more oh. really, really fast. Um, uh, right, that's sorry, that's two that's really, really quick uh, takes. Real fast, if that's all right. Yeah. Okay. One, I think that the grind is going to actually kill Damian Lillard this season, and he should have run from it, and we may right. never see him again.
0: I, ain't I think mind. he's going to yeah.
2: actually pass away, and then secondly, I think that LeBron's going to commit heavily to cryptic messages on Instagram. More than I like that one
0: more than he already he's has. Come, he's,
2: more, he's coming yeah, back. Like, to He's totally going to take it up like several notches more than maybe we've ever seen before. Um, and then finally, I think I'm gonna watch more college basketball games than NBA games the rest of the year. Those are all. My I picks. think.
1: I think I know that you will do that. I, I don't just think. Emptied
2: that... the, yeah, I emptied the chamber there. So.
1: Yeah, college basketball is really good. I, I really love when a 2-3 zone stumps a team.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. I think my time has come.
0: <laughs> I like that the full court press can just like win you a game with a minute and a half left.
2: Yeah. I once love again, it when teams, are, teams get really surprised. I've never said the players are better. I just like it more. I love it's it when just,
1: teams get really surprised that Syracuse comes out in a 2-3 zone like they haven't been doing it for 25 okay, well, years. Well, that hasn't
2: been working because they're terrible this year. So. Remember
1: when Jim Bayhunt killed a guy?
2: <laughs> How could I ever forget? Ren was <laughs> there, dude. Ren was murder. in the
0: passenger
1: seat. Yeah, <laughs> actually,
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop them.
1: I... <clears throat> yeah, he's no worse than Tony Stewart. It's cool. Tony's got more than one kill, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. And Marcus Alonso is a real scum, the real, the biggest scumbag yeah. in terms of hit and run. So I don't even let's know be, who that is. Be real. You would like it, though.
2: Ask, ask your roommate.
1: No, I won't.
2: Yeah, don't talk to him.
0: Uh, good point. Good point. All right, Ren. Well, we appreciate you coming on for real this time. Thanks for having I, me.
2: Hopefully, this one makes it. I
0: I think <laughs> it will. You know, we'll we'll chop it up in the editing room just to uh, edit anything you said out. Uh, so there' really all just the
2: parts where I sound like a jackass, which should leave at least a good thirty seconds of me.
0: Yeah, it's just gonna like Noah and I are just gonna have long pauses in between saying some yeah. of the stuff we say. Yeah. It'll be better for the listener though; they'll appreciate yeah. it. Yeah,
2: if I get a single word in in the final cut, then I've it's an appearance.
0: So. We might just leave <laughs> in the part about Jim Beheim. You just saying that?
2: <laughs> if that's my legacy, then that's my legacy. <laughs>
1: yes. Legacies. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming on, Ren. Uh, We'll have you on again sometime. Hopefully we can talk some Pacers, maybe. Um, Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bench Chatter, the Common Men's NBA podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Bench underscore Chatter. Leave us a like, leave us a rating, and we'll see you on Sunday for week 19 of Fantasy Basketball. The playoffs are coming. See ya. Peace. I'm mm-hmm.